Welcome to the 20th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. I'm Wendy McManus. I'm here with Charlie Jett. We're two certified positive intelligence coaches. We work with clients that are individuals, businesses, organizations. And in the last episode, certified positive intelligence coach Roberta Ryan and Charlie discussed the sage power of innovate that process of generating all those juicy creative ideas. Now in this episode, Charlie and I are gonna continue that discussion of the five sage powers. And this time we're gonna focus on the navigate power. The navigate power. This is the, the, the power that we can use after, as Wendy said, we've generated a huge quantity of juicy ideas about what we can do. So in the navigate power, we'll be enabled to sort out what truly matters and what doesn't. And this is the power that we can use to evaluate the ideas that are generated through that innovate power exercise and the yes and power game. And remember in that power game, we never used yes, but. We always use yes and. Now we can reflect and look back. The Navigate Power lets you examine those creative ideas and it connects you with a deeper sense of meaning, your values and purpose. And it sorts out the, those ideas you came up with uh, in terms of their relevance and meaning toward what you want to create toward a purpose-driven life or what you want your clients to create towards such a purpose-driven life. And it aligns both your small and your large steps with your true north. Charlie, I love that metaphor of the true north, you know, that point on the compass that guides you forward. And when we use this with the navigate power, it's a way of examining these creative ideas that we've come up or, or any challenge, you know, it doesn't always just have to come after the, the innovate exercise, but any decision, any um, turning point in your life that you can examine from the perspective of your wise elder self. I've been using this intuitively for years. I, I always called it future self. I would say to myself, okay, future self gets a vote here, right? I need to pay attention to what future self would want. And in, the, in a way, it's like, having this, this exercise, this ability to flash forward, you're looking at your ideas or the situation or the decision that you need to make using your right brain, your intuitive brain, your sage perspective. And you're asking questions like, at the end of my life, when I'm looking back at this situation, at, at these ideas, at this challenge, what would stand out as being most important? What would my future self, my wise elder self, point me towards and say, this will help you make your decision. Yeah, what a great way to look back and take a good perspective of, uh, of these great ideas that you came up with. Now, now, if you're a coach, it's a way to bring to mind the specific problem or issue on which your client would like to be coached. You know, it, it's a way to see the forest instead of just the trees, you know, the whole spectrum. So you can focus. It gives you your, you and your client greater clarity, and it brings relevance to the issues. Yeah, it sure does. That idea of, of relevance is really important. And, and, you know, we've been sort of putting together these different sage powers in a particular order. It makes sense to do that because quite often you're using 
the navigate power after innovate power. So it's like, you've just had this brainstorming session with your coworkers. You've generated all these juicy, creative ideas. Some of them are great. Maybe some of them, not so much, but now it's the time to do the evaluation and look at the options and decide, you know, what you want to, to elevate and move forward. So this process of flashing forward, checking in with your future self or your wise elder self, it gives a lot of power. It gives a lot of focus to your evaluation process. And one of the really cool things is that it allows either your individual values or the values of the team or the organization to be brought into that process, right? Because your, your wise elder self is really the one that's holding space for your values. It adds a lot of honesty and, and truthfulness to that evaluation process. And it's not judgment, you know, when we're saying, hey, this idea is the one we want to move forward with, and these other ideas are things that we want to leave behind, perhaps for now, perhaps ever. It's not judgment, it's honest evaluation. And in the language of PQ, we would say it's it's discernment. It's being able to look at something without that energy of the judge and to to, to parse out what you want to move forward with. You bet it is. And, and, and to point out how important this is from what Wendy just talked about, uh, during the innovate process, it's a safe space. So you can throw out ideas without fear of being judged. And but when you get to this particular application of the positive intelligence protocol, uh, this is where you can go back and give, as Wendy talked about it, a not really a judgment, but an honest evaluation of what's going on. Now, before, we're gonna talk about some practical applications about how this happens and some of the experiences we've had. But before we do this, you know, it's important as you remember from some of previous uh, uh, episodes in, in, in positive intelligence, it's important to set the stage for this and to silence those saboteurs on, uh, you know, and to, to awaken the wiser self from the right brain. So we're gonna do a very short PQ exercise. We're going to just be calm and, and, and connect with our, our self, silence those saboteurs and awaken that wiser self in us. So Wendy, why don't we just sit back for a second and then close our eyes, take a couple of deep breaths and then, I don't know what your favorite positive intelligence or PQ exercise is. Mine is rubbing my fingers together. Some people love to wiggle their toes and that sort of thing, or listen to the farthest, furthest sound they can have. But whatever it is for you, just do that for a second and we'll be quiet for 10 seconds and connect with ourselves. The volume of the left brain is going down. We are connecting with our wiser self. The voices from the right, our sage is coming into greater clarity. We can feel the, the ridges of our fingertips if uh, we're doing the finger exercises. And we are now uh, um, connected with the right brain we could do this norm we could do this longer wendy but that's an example of the kind of positive or the pq exercise we could do 
And after we have connected now and opened, turned on the volume of the left and turned up the volume of the right, we can now start doing some navigation. So let's talk about some examples of how this has worked for us or for our clients, if you want, or coworkers. Uh, just personal stories or stories from your experience. Give me some examples yeah. and I'll give you one too. Yeah, Charlie, I wanna share a, a very personal story. Um, my, my personal experience with what we now call the Navigate Power began well before I knew it by that name. It was right around my 50th birthday and I was feeling deep dissatisfaction with the career that I'd been in for 30 years, my marketing career. I was um, getting to the point that I was waking up every morning thinking this again. Like I was good at my work, but it just wasn't lighting me up. And I knew that I couldn't ignore that anymore. I knew that I needed to do something different, but man, was it scary to think about starting over, especially that late in my career. And I didn't know what starting over looked like. I had been working with a, with a coach um, for a little while at that point um, and looking at a lot of different options, but I still didn't have a lot of clarity. One of the options I was looking at was becoming a coach, but I, I just had so many doubts and, and uncertainties. Well, the day after my birthday, I sat on my back porch. I sat with my journal. I meditated for a while. I got very, very still. And then I opened that journal and I wrote Wendy at 65 at the top of the page. And then without really thinking, I just started to write. I just let these words flow out of me. I was imagining what I would look like at 65 and what my life would be like and what my relationship would be like with the most important people in my life and what I would be doing for fun and relaxation and what I would be doing for work and how things would look financially, um, how, where I would be traveling, all of these things. And I got, I got captured it all on paper, but I also really firmly cemented this image in my mind of what Wendy at 65 could become, what was possible. And it became really clear that if I continued on the path that I was on, that was not the person I was going to become. And so that really sealed the deal. And, and one of the things that I think was important about that exercise, Charlie, was that I wrote it in first person. I wrote it in present tense. I wrote it as if I am today that person. And here is the life that I am living. And it has since then become a, uh, like a guidepost um, that sealed the deal. I knew that I wanted to become a coach. I went ahead and started taking steps to get retrained and restart my career from scratch. Um, and since then, I've revisited those pages many, many times. And quite often when I'm in a difficult situation, when I need to make a big decision or when I'm feeling very low, I revisit those pages and, and I can reconnect anytime, even without looking at those pages with that future version, that wise elder self version. And she's such a gift, you know, she has helped me through some of my darkest days and I know we'll continue to do so. And I've seen this for my clients as well. I've seen similar experiences. It really is quite remarkable how powerful that can be when you can connect with your future self. How about oh you, Charlie? God. I'm really interested to hear your stories as well. 
Well, I tell you, I, I'm touched by what you talked about because I can relate to that. I, my own personal story goes back many years. Uh, it was when I was in the Navy and I was in, uh, I'm, an, I'm a Naval Academy product and I'm a, a Naval a nuclear submarine officer. And I was uh, in the, the, the spooky world of the fast attack submarines during the Cold War. We were doing some crazy stuff. And uh, during this, the problem that I had back then, it was, was one of 24 seven. We worked all the time. Uh, we never had any time for, I mean, I can remember one time when we had, where, I, where my parents were, came to visit and I, I had some time between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. to visit with them. And to me, that seemed like a weekend. I mean, it was like, we were so intensely involved in this. And I started keeping, Wendy, what was called an attitude diary, how I felt. Mm. And it wasn't a day-by-day -day thing, but it was an attitude diary. And, and uh, we did some marvelous things after the submarine became operational. We went up to Murmansk in the Soviet Union. We did some crazy stuff and really did some Cold War things. And then I came back and at the submarine school in New London and was involved in creating, which actually I did create, some ways of actually tracking Soviet submarines when they were underwater. So if you ever saw the movie, The Hunt for Red October, and, and in that movie, they were racing around underwater, you know, and the good guys seemed to know what the bad guys were doing. I was the guy who created that for real and created the wow. training programs, created the tro training. I was on a hot track. I was in, uh, I was just going 24 seven and 24 seven. And then, but you know, I had no personal life. And my attitude diary was saying, and I was trying to do it from looking back as you talked about looking, looking back to your wiser self when we were 65 and looking back. And I thought, is this what really what I want to do? It was exciting and it was uh, monumental at the time. And I thought someday a movie would be made about it. And then, but you know, I kept this attitude di diary and I resigned from the Navy. And I remember that last day in the Navy where I went to the officers club with a couple of friends who later became admirals. And we had a bunch of beers and we were talking about how much fun the, the, uh, the, the programs that we were doing were. And after two or three beers, you know, I kind of th said, well, what the heck, I'm gonna stay in the Navy. And then, uh, then I went home and I pulled that attitude diary out. And what it did is gave me, it was kind of like, a scientific way of having some data points where you draw a curve of it tells you who you really are and what you really think and at that particular moment I did not know what I was what was really right for me and I had to trust that attitude diary I had to trust that perspective and so I just closed the book I went in and signed the papers and got out of the Navy so I didn't react on an emotional particular thing. I, I reacted on what was the wiser self telling me to do at the time. So in a sense, Wendy, that's, that's my story about navigating. I mean, I had all sorts of ideas of staying in and doing this and that and becoming a, a commanding officer of a submarine and running this and that and that sort of stuff. But my true self was saying, this is the path that you have to follow. And that's the path that I followed. So that's my Charlie, story. What, oh, that's phenomenal. 
And <clears throat> I feel like way, I could I, listen. Wendy, I wrote a book about it. And it's Ooh. called it's called Super Nuke. It's on Amazon. I'm not promoting my books, but it's called Super Nuke. It's on Amazon. And the story about what what that went, what that happened, uh, went to number one on Amazon in the uh, of biographies of uh, military biographies. So I'm very proud of that. So cool. And I feel like I could listen to you tell those stories all day. Maybe I'll have to get the book and I can try. Did you record it as an audiobook? I didn't record it, but if you get the book, I'll sign it for you, Wendy. But anyway, okay. let's move well, on. Got, it's not about You me. have such it's an amazing voice. Intelligence. And so, you know, what's coming up for me, Charlie, is the, the juicy contrast, like same sage power, right? Tapping into your wise, your wise self, whether that's the elder self or the, the today self, the yesterday self tapping into that wise self and that you approach that from the, that thinking place, rational data points to then tap into your wise self, you still had to make a decision and trust something that you didn't know for sure how it was going to work out. Right. I faced the same, you know, the, the same kind of situation. What do I do with my life now from this point forward? And I take a very um, feeling, emotional, gut instinct approach. And I think it's so beautiful to be for people to be able to listen to this and see there are so many different ways to tap into your wise self. Oh, There's not are, just one are. path to that. You know, and yeah. I did it, Wendy, before I never knew anything about positive intelligence. Yeah, you know? me too. And you do too. You did too. But but that's essentially what we did. Yeah. Yeah. In it an instinctive true. way. Yeah. Oh my God. I loved your story. Now tell me a little bit, we you know about. So you finish this navigate exercise and you go through this, what's next? Yeah, it's interesting that you, that the, the reference here to an exercise, when we look at this in the five, the steps of the sage powers, we think of doing the innovate exercise and generating lots of ideas and then moving to the navigate uh-huh. exercise. And it is important and there's a yes and here, Charlie. Okay. I also see it not as an exercise, but as a, as a guidance system that you can use day to day. And I really appreciate how <clears throat> we can use that wise sage self to help us decide what to have for lunch. Like huh. I can check in and say, how am I going to feel at eight o'clock tonight? If I eat, you know, junk food crap for lunch, yep. right? How's that going to feel? And I'm not trying to judge anybody's diet, but it's just as an example, probably more realistic for me. How am I going to feel this afternoon if I eat that chocolate bar, right? I've got a pretty, pretty strong this. sweet tooth myself. I love, I love this. Right? And, it, and so it can really, it doesn't have to be always these grandiose major decisions in life. The stories that Charlie and I told were these huge decisions, these big turning points, but we can bring this down to very small decisions. And the point that I'm trying to make is that, yes, we can use it as an exercise, very powerful, but I would like to see my clients instill this as a habit, using their sage power habitually so that it becomes second nature, so that they're using it for small decisions, big decisions, and they're not having to so much think about it and get into the mode of sage power that they're being in sage throughout their day-to-day life. Oh, hey, Wendy, I love the, the, the reference you made to 
having something to eat and, and then realizing how you would feel afterwards. I am so motivated here in Chicago and so tempted to put in an order for a Lou Manati's deep dish pizza and send it over here and stuff myself. But like you, you pointed out, my wiser self says, Charlie, you may enjoy while you're eating that sucker, but afterwards you're gonna feel horrible. And so I'm, le I'm listening to my wiser self. And while I have not yet succumbed to that temptation, I might in the future, but right now this is helping, this is helping me. Well, and what I'm hearing, Charlie, is there's a cost, right? Oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a co well, cost. Well, what's the cost? Tell, talk about the cost. Yeah, there's a cost to not listening to your to your wise sage self, to not doing the, this navigate process on a regular basis. And here's the thing. We feel the cost very significantly on this personal basis, right? Wrong decisions, being rudderless in life, not living out our values, um, this, this risk, I think that we constantly feel of our, our impending mortality and getting to the end of our life and not being satisfied with what we've done. But it's also, this cost is also happening at the organizational level, the societal level, you know, bringing in our values, bringing in our sense of navigating towards our true North, what's most important for us as a team, as an organization, as a society, just, you asked me about costs and I'm such an optimist. I'm immediately going to, to what's possible if we do, but the costs are there for organizations as well, that they become rudderless, that teams fall into conflict. They fall into pettiness, um, that, that, uh, you, you just don't have that bigger vision or, or the bigger vision may be there, but it's not actually being lived out day to day for me, that's the cost. And it makes me really sad. Yeah, the cost is very high and so forth. It, 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 and, and the cost, it, you, if you listen to the lies of your saboteurs, you can be uh, blinded to what the cost might be to you. Like my saboteur, I, can't, I don't know which one it might be, says that Luminati's pizza is going to be terrific. And you've got you've to call and get one. And, and you know, I, if I listen to that lie, I'm going to feel horrible later on. And the the way the way that that lie might sound to the from the perspective of my wiser self is like hey what that what that saboteur is telling you is just pure bs you know i won't yes. say exactly what that means but uh it is is just it's just bs uh yeah but the saboteurs are tricky that way right they, they all are. promise something and then they deliver exactly the opposite they're all in the business of lying to us and boy the lies sound really attractive oh they are god that's it so look at it through good. the perspective yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. my gosh oh my uh are there any other examples that you can think of uh where um you might have paid a price if you didn't do the navigate exercise yeah charlie i'm going to turn this around and interview the interviewer hey okay I, let's I, do it yeah, I want to hear a story from you where where there was you or a client where there was a price to be paid. I you know okay let me thank you 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 put me on the spot here and I love being on Wendy you're a terrific coach okay okay let me tell you about choosing a college okay okay and this goes back before positive intelligence and uh, you know I when I got out of high school I wanted to be a, a doctor. And so I went 
decided to go to pre-med and I went to a small school for a year called Carleton College in Minnesota. And uh, I, I, I worked on that. Uh, I, you know, I was enjoying that for about a month. And then I was informed by uh, my parents that they were going to get a divorce and that, thank you very much, but we're not going to be able to pay for your college. Uh, have a nice life. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, was kind of stuck there for a second because I was at a college and, you know, what do I want to do? You know, I look at my future. I, I wanted to be a physician. So I scrambled and I thought, what can I do? So I wrote three letters. I wrote, I wrote a letter to two senators and one congressman. And the, uh, the congressman was, uh, you know, I, I, asking for an appointment to the Air Force Academy. Okay, because Air Force was kind of the thing that I liked. And then uh, two of them came back and said, okay, you can have a, an appointment to the Air Force Academy. And then the other one senator came back and said, listen, I don't have an, any openings at the Air Force Academy, but if you want a principal at the Naval Academy, it's yours. My decision at that time, Wendy, was that the cost that I would pay by not doing something like this would be extraordinarily high. So I said to myself, I'm going to the Naval Academy because it's further away from South Dakota than the Air Force Academy. <laughs> that was the decision. I did, not, I did not think about the fact, and this is part of the cost too, that in the Navy, you have to you know, ride on a boat or a ship. And I didn't read, you know, and South Dakota doesn't have any seas or oceans or anything like that. And you know, so the land out there is very stable. Yes, and the, last time we checked. I got seasick. I was really susceptible to getting seasick. So I decided, you know, well, I don't want to go into the Marine Corps because I'd have to sleep on the ground and camp out in the mud. And besides Vietnam is coming up. I don't want to go into the army because of the same thing. I don't want to go Navy air because I, if Vietnam's coming up and, you know, I'd get shot down. So where would I go? Well, fortunately, Admiral Rickover who was the Navy guy at the time, the nuclear submarine guy, told me, I, you got to go into nuclear submarines. And fortunately, submarines go underwater and I don't get seasick. <laughs> so so that, that's where I went. And the cost to me at the time was, you know, maybe I got lucky. Uh, but if I would have stayed in the situation at Carleton College, and then left and just got a job, I wouldn't have had the opportunities that that particular situation gave to me as a gift. That yes. was a wonderful gift. I mean, the divorce of my parents, terminating my college uh, funds, while devastating at the moment, was a wonderful gift. And if I, you know, it's some, somewhere, some a wiser self told me to say, go Navy. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I did. And by the way, I, parenthetically, I will say that the world can live safe for the next year or so because Navy beat Army. <laughs> Good that's to know, totally Charlie. irrelevant to our topic, but I had to Good get to that. know. Good to Was know. Was that okay for you? Yeah, absolutely. This has been really fun 
it's been a great discussion taking this closer examination of the sage power of navigate i actually want to i want to leave your listeners with with an additional thought and that is if you if you have the opportunity to work with a coach that can work with you on some guided meditations to help you really um, get to the point where you can visualize in an instant your future self, your wise elder self, so that you know what that future self looks like. You can conjure them in your mind. You can see them maybe in a setting, in a place that's very comfortable and safe for you, that that they have a name, that there's just a lot of clarity. That ability to visualize your future self, your wise elder self, it becomes part of your guidance system. And so if you, if, if you have the opportunity, you can do this on your own, but it's much, much easier to be led by a coach in some guided meditations. To me, it's just been such an incredible gift to, to know that future self and to carry her with me every day. She's become part of my guidance system. So, so thanks for letting me share that as well. This has been a lot of fun and a great discussion and you've been a joy. Well, Wendy, you are absolutely a joy. And we, I'm, not, I'm not seeing the end of you because we had a little bit of discussion about talking about uh, doing another one of these sessions down the line a little bit, or we're going to do one about after we finish all of these uh, sessions about the various sage powers, we're going to start into uh, episodes of practical applications of actually how you as a coach have used positive intelligence in practical applications. Now, Wendy, you and I have already agreed to do one. So, hey, drop it on me, kiddo. What are we going to talk about in the next in, in the next podcast we do when we talk about practical applications of positive yeah. intelligence? So, Charlie, I love that you're going to do practical applications. It starts to bring some of the theoretical stuff down into reality, into the day-to-day. And you and I are going to talk about using pq with small teams i work primarily with small teams and man have i seen i've i have seen teams transformed by doing this work together it's phenomenal this is not just doing positive intelligence with an individual but but a small team like a team of five or six people yes and they and they go through the seven-week program together as a group they they are a pod and they go through the program together. Oh, it's going to be fun to talk about trust and vulnerability. And, and if you get me started, I'll start talking about it. I'll give away everything. Oh, but we'll, I don't we'll, we'll want, wait till the next podcast. No spoilers, no spoilers, <laughs> Wendy. We're going to wait for that. And I, you know, how, you know, if, if someone wants to contact you, Wendy, I mean, you're a fabulous uh, coach, a positive intelligence coach, but we've got to tell some of our listeners how they can get in touch with you because you are a wonderful asset. Oh, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate that. Yeah, I work with individuals, with teams. I do facilitation and coaching. You can learn all about that on my website, which is connecttopotential.com. And so that's the number two, connecttopotential.com. And there's connect a, a, two, a way to email that, me on there. Okay, connect and then the number two, potential.com. That's it. Hey, I'm going to go thanks, there and Charlie. check you out. And how about you? How, how can people find you? You can find me at charliejetcoaching.com. I focus on careers. I focus on career crises specifically, you know, the various crises that people go through. And uh, you can also connect with me on this website, 
where you're hearing this podcast, if you're if you've tuned into podcastpq.com, where our main mission in this podcast is to promote the concept of positive intelligence and how powerful it is. And secondly, to promote our wonderful coaches like Wendy and their practice. Well, Wendy, thank you for thank you for being here and joining me as the co-host for this series. And this is uh, a wonderful opportunity to discuss one of the five stage powers. And now we will discuss the next possible uh, power, activate. Next, uh, I want to I want to. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. This was a fabulous conversation with Wendy. She's sensational. And we'll see you soon on our next episode where positive intelligence coach Kathleen Fanning and I will discuss the next sage power, the power of activating.